Hey guys, February 4th, 2021. I decided I wanted to share at least a devotional for you. This might end up being a Wednesday message. I don't know. Um, but God's just been placing some, some things on my heart, some scripture in particular. And I, I wanted to just take some time and share that with you. Um, roughly around November, I started memorizing the book of Romans 12. and Man, I really couldn't have picked um, a better passage of scripture to commit to my heart, to commit to my mind, considering the times and the situation that we're living in right now. Now, honestly, I, did, I didn't pick this. This was picked by a friend of mine. and um, I just really believe that God used it, at least in my life, to challenge some ways of thinking that I had or some attitudes that I was allowing to, to live within me. And to really recenter me and recenter my focus on Him and what He's doing in the world around us. Um, Romans 12 is just, it's just good. I really don't know what else to say about it. So I'm going to read just a couple verses. I'm going to share some thoughts. And hopefully if this ends up a Wednesday message, it will spark some discussion in your community groups. So here's Romans 12, verse 1. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good, acceptable, and perfect. Now, honestly, like I know a lot of us are pretty familiar with this passage of Scripture. It's not an uncommon one for, uh, say, a preacher like me to preach on. It's not an uncommon one for us to commit to memory, at least in part. Um, but I still found this passage to be new and refreshing for me. I hadn't sat down and considered some of these things to the degree that I have until recently. I want you to listen again to the first verse of Romans 12. It says this, Therefore I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies. Okay, we got that. We want you to present your bodies. But this is how... Paul defines our bodies. This is what he calls them. This is what he likens them to, a living and holy sacrifice. That's what our bodies are. That's what they're that's what they're called to be. That's why we were given them from God. That's why we were created, right? Our bodies are a living and holy sacrifice. That's what they're meant to be. I don't know how often I really think about that. I don't know how often I really honestly put that into practice where where my body, the, this, this vessel, this being that I have is intended to be a, a holy sacrifice to God. It's, it's supposed to be something that I give from. It's supposed to be something that I offer to God for Him to use. This body is for God to use. He can use it however he'd like, but, but my calling is to offer it 
as a living and holy sacrifice. Now, I got to be honest, like, my body, it's not, this might sound funny, but it's not that great, right? I got aches, I got pains, I got limitations, I got all these different things that I struggle with. My, my I got broken fingers and, and uh, we just all have issues with them. And some of us might have, you know, real disabilities. Our, our bodies might bear the markings of a broken world to some degree or to some form. But we still need to understand that what Paul calls them is a living and holy sacrifice. I don't care what you've been given in terms of your body. God calls it, us to give it. Now, i got to be honest with you. The rest of Romans 12 talks about how that looks, talks about what that can look like in our lives. It doesn't matter what your body is. doesn't matter what condition you feel it's in. It's meant to be given. It's meant to be shared. It's meant to be a blessing in the lives of people. We need to keep that in mind in Romans 12. Your body is a living and holy sacrifice. And it's acceptable to God. I don't know about you, but I like that that idea, this understanding. You know what? God has called us to give these bodies, and whatever it is that you have, whatever limitations you think you might have, it doesn't matter to Him. He says it's acceptable. It's good. And so you might think, hey, you know what? I can't travel the way some people can. I can't move the way other can, people can. I don't have a gift of, of strength. I don't have a gift of speaking. I don't have a gift. It doesn't matter. What you have is acceptable to God. And what's more, like I know, and we, we talked about Second Peter, at least in our groups a couple weeks ago, God has given you all things that you need in this life pertaining to life and godliness. Everything's been supplied by him. Keep that in mind. So he goes on, verse 2 in Romans chapter 12, he says this, And do not be conformed to this world. I'll say that again, because I think we need to understand it more and more now than perhaps ever. And do not be conformed to this world. I don't know if I should go on and offer some explanation there or not, or just let it sit. Because the reality is, that's a pretty powerful statement. Is a follower of Christ, is a, is a living and holy and acceptable sacrifice before God? I am not to allow my life to be conformed to the world around me. God's called me to something. The word holy itself means set apart. He calls me to live a set apart life. A life that is truly different than the world in which we live. He calls me to live a life that doesn't reflect the world, but rather reflects something else. And maybe we don't necessarily see this right here in Romans, but we see it and understand it throughout Scripture, throughout the New Testament, that the thing that God calls our lives to reflect is him, right? Ephesians tells us in chapter 5, verse 1, Be imitators, therefore, of God, as beloved children. 
right? Our lives are to reflect God. They're not to reflect or conform to the world around us. But rather, he says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's powerful, right? What does it mean to renew your mind? What does it look like to renew your mind? If transformation in my life is going to come, if um, imitating God is going to be a reality for me, if not being conformed is going to be something that I'm able to live out, it has to happen through this one thing, the transformation of my mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The way I think has to be adjusted. The way I understand things needs to be changed. The way I look at the world needs to be renewed. And I only know one way that that happens, to be honest with you. The renewing, the transformation of our mind, the renewing of your mind, happens in the light of a relationship with Jesus. It doesn't happen in any other capacity. We cannot begin to have a mind like Christ unless we allow Christ into our lives. We cannot begin to have an, an ability to be imitators of God without God's Spirit working within us. And so, as a, as a Christian, the transformation that goes on in my life comes about when my mind is renewed by the presence of the Holy Spirit. We need to understand that. That when we allow God into our life, when we accept Christ into our life, and we talked about the Romans Road last week, when we accept Christ and we begin to live a life not for Pete, but a, a life of repentance and where I begin to live a life for God's benefit as this living and holy sacrifice, the, the Holy Spirit comes into my life and begins to, be begins to make a transformation in me that allows me no longer to be conformed to the world, but allows me rather to be an imitator of God. You guys, the Holy Spirit works best through the words of God. We need to be engaged. We need to be engaging our minds in the transformative power of God's Word through the work of the Holy Spirit. I hope we can see that. I hope we understand that. And then he goes on to say this, so that you may be able to prove what the will of God is, that which is good, acceptable, and perfect. 